As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now. And what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me is a guy who really quacks me up. It's... I have to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's your hell. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing great. I mean, come on, man. I know you've got the duck puns loaded for this episode. Are you trying to tell me you I, don't? I, I'm trying to tell you I don't. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I, we're going to have a discussion after the episode is off air about puns. and. Uh, oh, what's wrong, man? It seems like stay. you're in a real foul mood. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I deserve that. I do. No, these I are do. great. These are great. But I, Steve, uh, as you know, I woke up from a nap and then mm-hmm. immediately watched Duckman and then made coffee. And now I'm here. So mm-hmm. I did not prepare. I'm sorry, Steve, who changed the schedule on me <laughs> uh, just before I was going to take a nap. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did not prepare that much, Steve. Uh, just be happy I watched the show and that I'm here. Hey, I, I am. I'm happy that you continue to show up uh, every week uh, for some reason. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and, yes, and thank you for being flexible, old chum. Uh, so uh, let's uh, get into it. Today we're discussing the uh, animated adult animated cartoon, uh, Duckman. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what is your history with Duckman? I actually watched Duckman when it was uh, on the air. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this was on... Because, again, I didn't get, have the time to do the kind of uh, research I would have done because of you, Steve, and your lifestyle choices. <laughs> Tell the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have a family and a child. No, no, I apologize. No, no. no this will actually work out uh, great for me tomorrow. But anyways, Good. Um, yeah, I uh, watched it. I think this aired on USA, I want to say. And I feel like it was blocked with Weird Science, Oh, maybe? yes. Yeah, good memory. Right, because I used to watch that, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, what about you, man? Uh, sounds like you also watched it uh, when it was on air. Absolutely. I mean, my motto when I was younger is, is if it's animated, I'll watch it. Uh, I don't know if I got all the jokes when I was younger uh, watching Duckman, uh, right. but I loved it. Right. And uh, I loved Weird Science as well. It's another show... And that's Weird Science, the series. It's not just the the movie that we would watch over and over every week. Uh, No, there was a series for Weird Science, followed by Duckman. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Premiered all the way back in um, March 5th, 1994. Yes, on USA Network. Home to such great animated cartoons as Ultra Force and the American Street Fighter cartoon and Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Yeah, all the best. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and of course, Exo Squad, which is the best. Uh, make sure you uh, check out our episode on uh, on Exo Squad. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's uh, just uh, go ahead and uh, dive a little bit further into Duckman. <laughs>
when you were uh, watching this uh, as a young uh, young lad, uh, mm-hmm. were you surprised when you found out that it was? I mean, were you a Seinfeld fan also back in the day? I got into I got into Seinfeld like way way later because um, Seinfeld, you, you know it. It, it, that's another one that even when I watched it, like I didn't get a lot of the jokes really. Like mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll watch it now if it's like on TV or something. But um, yeah, I didn't get to Seinfeld till like God, my mid twenties probably. Um, and that show started early. It started in '89. Right, so, uh, right. Uh, I, I mean, I knew who Jason Alexander was just because you know, I knew uh, you know you'd see him on TV commercials or you know for Seinfeld or whatever. But I didn't know like really anything about him at the time I was watching this, and I didn't really know that he was doing the voice. But what about you? Oh, well, when I found out about it, I was like, wow, that's perfect. I can't believe I never put that together. Uh, yeah, oh, because, he's great. Yeah, because I definitely feel like uh, Duckman and George Costanza are uh, very similar characters. Uh, yes. Um, just like, you know, an everyman that where the world is constantly going wrong for him <laughs> in hilarious yeah, ways. Yeah. Another thing that really surprised me, did you realize there were four seasons of Duckman? No, I didn't realize that till today when I looked at the IMDb minutes before we uh, began recording, Steve. <laughs> Way to cram, uh, buddy. Way to cram. <laughs> hey, again, Steve, had you not needed a schedule change, <laughs> I wouldn't have had to cram. I like watching the stuff that we cover usually the day of or mm-hmm. sometimes I'll do it the night before, but I like doing it like the morning of. When we record, that way it's nice and fresh in my mind and then I can research afterwards. You, you got to do it. You just didn't really get that much of the research part done but uh right, right um but yeah four seasons a total of 70 episodes uh yeah that i mean i feel like yeah, i only no maybe saw the first two seasons um and i was actually reading about what happened in the uh the final episode i don't know if we should save that for later but it actually ends on a cliffhanger where you did you um did you read that no, because I didn't get a chance to. <laughs> God, uh, I'm just gonna no, but, keep rubbing this in my face. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, hey, Steve, duck you, okay? Ah, there you go. Thank that, you, thank you. Yeah. Um, no, but now that you say that, though, I feel like I remember that happening. Hmm. Um, I, I certainly don't. Um, but th- uh, do I remember the the, the content of <laughs> that final episode? No, no, no clue. Well, we'll uh, we'll save it after we get through a little bit more of the um, of the notes here. So yes, as I said, um, this particular episode we're watching is uh, called I, Duck Man, and it premiered March 5th, 1994 on USA Network. It's actually not the pilot. Uh, there is actually a um, 15-minute pilot that's just called Duck Man Pilot, which I guess they you know, animated to, to win over the USA execs or whatever. And I thought it would have been cool to do that one, but since it was only 15 minutes, I was like, eh, maybe we'll uh, save that for another time or something. So uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with uh, Duck Man, uh, here's a synopsis uh, for the series followed by the uh, synopsis for the episodes. And it's a crass womanizing duck works as a private eye with his level-headed pig sidekick all the while raising a family as a single dad. And in this particular episode, Duckman tries to figure out who is trying to kill him. And uh, some of the creators, uh, or actually the creator of Duckman, is a guy named Everett Peck, which I can't figure out if that's a cool name or not. <laughs> this reminds me of Willow. Peck. Yeah, peck, yeah. Peck, yeah. peck, 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 peck. Uh, but yeah, he um, basically 
Duckman spawns from his one-off comic book, which was published uh, by Dark Horse. You ever read any Duckman comics? No, I didn't know that there was a Duckman comic book until about 45 seconds ago when I was reading that on the <laughs> Duckman fandom uh, site, which, again, I would have read uh, up on uh, had I had more time. But, uh, yeah, I was actually going to ask you when I saw that if you read the Duckman comic. Uh, I got some of the tops ones that were published after, like, the cartoon came out. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't recall seeing the original uh, Dark Horse one uh, anywhere. Uh, but... Uh, Everett Peck is known for his work on other animated shows such as Jumanji the Animated Series, Godzilla the Animated Series, and uh, The Real Ghostbusters and The Extreme Ghostbusters, so uh, watch out. <laughs> and um, the show is executive produced by Gabor Kasupo and his wife Arlene Klasky. And they're the co-founders of Klasky Kasupo um, Productions. You've probably seen the logo. I mean, if you grew up in the 90s, you've probably seen their work. I mean, they basically yeah. uh, created Rugrats. Um, I know uh, Gabor, he worked on The Simpsons. He actually directed the Do the Bartman video, music video. Wow. You remember that? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that whole CD. That was a big deal. And mm -hmm. I think, I want to say that... Do the Bartman had even like hit like the charts? Like wasn't oh, yeah. it being played on the radio? It was huge. Yeah, um, and there was I feel like there was a second song from that CD that somehow um, also got some radio airplay. Maybe the one about Mr. Burns, the um, one that Mr. Burns sings. I think you're thinking of uh, I think it's called Born Under a Bad Sign, which is another one by Bart, basically. I think. Oh, uh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, and that one had a music video too, if I remember correctly. Uh, but uh, going a little bit further, this particular episode uh, was directed by Marv Newland, and he is known, I remember this, uh, I guess it's an animated, he's known for mostly animated shorts. He did direct, uh, do you remember that show, The PJs on Fox? Like, uh, I guess that oh. was created by Eddie Murphy. You know, it was like Claymation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't watch it, but I, yeah, but I remember. Yeah, me either, <laughs> but I remember it, it. It looked, I don't know, terrible? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I love stop motion and claymation, but I was just like, eh, that's not for me. But uh, yeah, we but should this, add it to our list, though. Yeah. Oh, 100 uh, percent. But do you ever remember uh, spoken about in hushed tones, the Bambi meets Godzilla animated short? No, well, I don't remember. This... I'm going to run in the strange circles that you <laughs> ran in, Steve. They're called. I, I, I am shocked. <laughs> that you know about this, this Bambi and Godzilla thing. However, earlier, off air, <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh, no. I, I mentioned last, you know, maybe I shouldn't bring this up, actually, now that I've met him in person. We chatted. Well, there, there's a certain wrestler who had uh, a videotape of this wrestler sex and tape? two other wrestlers sex having uh, sexual intercourse. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was shocked that you hadn't heard about that, being the wrestling big wrestling fan that you are. But you've heard about Bambi and Godzilla. Uh, but tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, I never got to see it, but it's just basically, you know, Godzilla shows up and slaughters Bambi. And this guy, Marv Newland, apparently he's the one who created it. Uh, and he also worked on a Tales from the Far Side TV movie. Uh, does that ring a bell to you at all? Were you ever into the Far Side? The yeah, the comic strip. Um, yeah. dude, I had a bunch of Far Side shirts in the '90s when those uh, became like <laughs> right a thing. next to your Big Johnson shirts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. My my wrestle buddies that yeah. uh, or whatever they were called. Did you ever uh, but, film videos with your wrestle buddies? 
<laughs> no, but uh, I can tell you about three wrestlers that filmed the video <laughs> together with them. <laughs> Oh, no, wow. no, I did not film any videos with my uh, my Russell buddies. This is uh, this is really gone sideways, Steve. We really hey, lost. you you always bring it to these depths. That's fine. I, I, That's why we pay you the big bucks. All right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the writers here are uh, once again the creator uh, Everett Peck. He actually wrote uh, episodes for Rugrats. He wrote the Duckman video game and something called Squirrel Boy. Uh, and then there's another writer here uh, for this particular episode. Jeff Reno, he worked on uh, Night Court and Mork and Mindy and uh, the movie Meet Joe Black. So he is like, uh, you know, kind of a legend there. And Mm. the staff writer is Michael Markowitz. Uh, He is known for Horrible Bosses 1 and 2 and the show Becker. Uh, Last but not least is um, Roy Osborne. He uh, worked on Moonlighting, The West Wing, and I guess there's a new Beauty and the Beast uh, show, not the one with Ron Perlman. I, it's, it's news to me. Uh, so uh, who was in this show, Yehel? Well, uh, obviously we have the titular, well, I, well, he plays the titular character, Jason Alexander, who we've already talked about a bit. He is indeed uh, Duckman. Let me uh, jump like in there mentioned. real quick. Did you know that Duckman's first name was Eric? No, I didn't know that till today. Yeah, it's so weird. I never knew that. I don't think they ever mention it. I, they, no. Maybe they never mention it. It might just be like a fun gag for them internally right. or whatever. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, real, real strange. Uh, you know, but Duckman's also the only one who doesn't wear clothes. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Which, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Jason Alexander, obviously, he was in Seinfeld. I think that's what most people know him from mm-hmm. uh he's been in, in a bunch of stuff not gonna sit here and go over it however KFC, steve kfc commercials uh, i remember oh pretzel God, commercials yeah. tons of commercials yeah yeah that's what everybody really knows him from yeah. but uh steve did you know that he's in not one but two Star Trek productions. <gasps> oh my gosh! No, not, he play, and one and one of them I didn't even know about until today. Actually, mm-hmm. like that it even existed. But yeah, he plays Captain Kirk in something called Ultimate Trek: Star Trek's Greatest Moments, which I guess was like a something that UPN made. Um, oh, good old UPN. Yeah, so uh, I was shocked to learn about that, and I will be looking for a copy. But he was also Kuros. In uh, the Star Trek Voyager episode, Think Tank. And before you play the bumper, Steve, Mm -hmm. uh, when I I was like looking into the last episode of Duckman while you were talking. And anyways, I didn't end up really looking into the last episode because as I was trying to find information about it, I found out about an episode of Duckman called Where No Duckman Has Gone Before. And it's a Star Trek episode. I don't remember this one. But um, Leonard Nimoy and James uh, Doohan, who played uh, Scotty and... Spock in the original series are in it. And uh, yeah, in that episode, um, Jason Alexander basically does like a, a Captain Kirk character. Nice. Um, but uh, that is the only Star Trek connection from this episode that I found. All right, here it comes. Ah, oh no. We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. So, uh, you didn't have enough time to research this and that, but you had time to find your precious Star Trek connection. I see. I didn't have to research. I didn't have to research it because I already knew he was right, in Star right. Trek. I, I even sort of vaguely remember that. I just remember like a commercial or promo where it said that he was going to be on Voyager, if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, he's a he's a big Star Trek fan. That Jason Alexander. Right, right. Um, but other people not good enough to be on Star Trek were also in this show. Uh, Corn Fed Pig is played by Greg. Uh, I don't know if it's Burger or Berger, mm. uh, or maybe it's Berger. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I suspect that that's probably the least likely one. But anyways, he's done um, a bunch of voiceover work um, in like lots of animated stuff, Spider-Man stuff, Transformer stuff. So um, Star Wars Rebels, all kinds of stuff nice. in his IMDb. Uh, then we have. Oops, let me get back to my notes here. Uh, Bernice is played by Nancy Travis, who um, I rem- I first remember seeing her in So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, she was the the axe murderer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was in a bunch of movies. Uh, so I not So I Married an Axe Murderer, but Three Men and a Little Lady. Um, she's still working today. Uh, she was most recently in Last Man, or it looks like she was recently in Last Man Standing. That horrible tv show with one um what's his name tim allen oh, uh, <laughs> my dad hates tim allen <laughs> yeah well i mean the problem oh, with tim oh, allen oh. is that he's a comedian that's not funny right. uh, <laughs> but the fact that i can uh annoy my dad with like tim allen noises from home improvement that just makes it hilarious that's true that's true uh, I will say he's as a comedic actor. I think he's he's fine. You know, mm. depending on you know the material. Right. But his stand-up is this is dumb. This is terrible. Um, right. Anyways, and he seems to be writing that uh, Kevin Sorbo the Sorbo Dean wave, Kane yeah. <laughs> train of uh, extremism, if you will. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, she's still working. She has a TV series coming out uh, next year, uh, as well as a couple of uh, short films. It looks like, but. Uh, Anyways, moving along here, I don't want to cover everybody, but I did want to cover that. Uh, where is it at? My notes here. Zappa. Uh, excuse Dweezil. me. Uh, Dweezil Zappa mm-hmm. plays Ajax. And I believe, didn't he do the theme song too? Or maybe it was one of the other Zappa brother that did the theme song? Um, I, uh, well, I was going to get to the music like once you got through the cast, but I can just jump in there right now. Um, yeah. And yeah, pretty the first season, a lot of Frank Zappa, his dad... <laughs> A lot of That's his uh, music catalog are used in the, the first season, and they even dedicate the the first episode to him because he had already passed away by the time it finally premiered. Mm. Yep. I did not know that. Uh, then we've got Pat Music, who play, Music, who plays both Fluffy and Uranus, the, um, the stuffed animals. Um, and I think that's kind of everybody really of note. Well, Elizabeth Daly is kind of a big deal. Oh, uh, yeah. She was the voice of like Tommy Pickles, uh, from Rugrats. Um, and she's also, uh, she's like Pee Wee's sort of semi love interest in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. (laughs) That's her. Uh, Uh, I am not a fan of Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) And I especially hate Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You do? Oh my yeah. gosh! Wow! I don't even as a kid. I did not. I don't understand what? the the appeal of Pee Wee Herman. It's obnoxious and not in a good way. But it's not funny. <laughs> uh, but the movie itself is, is like Pee Wee in certain contexts works. Like when he goes in there and does the dance in front of the bikers. Like that doesn't make any sense, but it works. Uh, okay, sure. I mean, do you? Anyways, are, are you uh, not a fan <laughs> of Tim Burton? Because like that was his. You know that was. Tim uh, yeah, he directed Pee-wee's Big Adventure. 
I like I, I I'm a little hit or miss with Tim Burton. I do like most of his stuff, but well, uh, I mean, lately his stuff is trash. But you know, well, whatever. We're getting sidetracked here. But yeah, that's uh. Anyone else you care to mention? Uh, no, no. I'm I'm afraid if I mention anyone else, they might have like done a guest spot on Pee Wee's uh, Funhouse or whatever, and uh, you'll go into uh, some kind of uh, loving. Uh, monologue about I, mean, I don't know. You seem, you seem to have strong feelings. Hey, that uh, <laughs> that show launched a lot of careers. One one Larry Fishburne to be precise. Well, but anyway. and, and Paul Rubin launched a lot of himself in a movie oh. theater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was arrested for it in an adult movie theater. So well, well played, well played. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, back to, to the music. We already mentioned uh, Frank Zappa and uh, Scott Wilk and Todd Yavega. They composed the theme uh, as well as the soundtrack, which I really enjoy the theme, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, All four seasons are available on DVD, and there's also a video game called Duckman, the graphic adventure of a (laughs) the graphic adventure of a private dick is what it's called. So you really know what you're getting with that one. Yeah. Um, And uh, just sort of uh, some quick uh, trivia, I guess. um, Jason Alexander, when he first uh, signed up to play duckman he thought it was just going to be a one and done and because of this he thought it would be fine to give duckman a voice very different from his which i think they sound exactly alike uh mm-hmm. and it says while he loved doing the show he reportedly came very close to damaging his voice and because of this he didn't reprise his role in the 1997 pc adventure game so so wait a minute he got through four seasons <laughs> but then when they asked him to do one video game he was like nah I'm done. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming uh, money. They they didn't they couldn't throw enough money at him, you know. And by this point, you know Seinfeld, you know I'm sure was already like over. Or he was at the very least close to the end of it and getting right. tons of that heavy big Seinfeld money. Mm-hmm. And um, and I get it. Uh, you know he probably <laughs> just didn't want to uh, do it. And uh, this is probably his nice way of saying uh, they didn't want to pay me. Well, since money. since we're talking about Jason Alexander, I have to throw out there that. Uh, me and Jason, we worked together on a project. I don't know if you remember the show called The Grinder with um, Rob Lowe. But, uh, yeah, I worked on that for one day, and Jason Alexander just happened to be working there. We never exchanged any words or, gl- or wanting glances, but we were in the same room together. And that, you, you, that if, you sh- if you would have brought up Star Trek, he would have <laughs> fucking talked to you, Steve. Well, he was, like, on the other side of the room. Uh, yeah, just they, yell it. They tend to, yeah. hey, Jason, Star Trek, huh? <laughs> I don't know. You see, you just start talking very loudly about Star Trek. Or just start talking and cling on. Yeah. Sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Jumping into this show. um, Okay. We get the awesome theme at the beginning um, and just the opening in general, like really took me back. What do you think about the uh, opening to uh, Duckman? Uh, I like this theme song a lot. Uh, It fits the, the, the whole private detective kind of thing um it's very it's a very like funky weird kind of like it's very it's very zappa-esque right uh, yeah the the music is good and the uh the opening is very 90s i mean in fact that the whole it's again it's hard to pronounce their name the classke kasupo like style it's like mm-hmm. it's like the gritty but somehow like heartwarming at the same time like is that how you yeah, describe yeah. it <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Like, it has a little bit of um, grit to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, all right. So the show opens up with a busty nurse running and screaming her head off. And another thing I found weird about Duckman is that there's animals and apparently humans in this world uh, and right. stuffed animals. They really just, I mean, it's the 90s. So it's just, there was a lot of weird for the sake of being weird. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's screaming her head off. And then she screams into the phone to the police uh, to answer. Um, and they go, oh, this is more than we can handle. So they throw up the Duckman symbol, uh, you know, just like the bat symbol. And mm-hmm. uh, then he drives the Duckmobile and chases after the now kidnapped nurse. Uh, the kidnapper pulls back a curtain. And now it's a, a weird sort of game show like uh, this is your life. Everyone is chanting Duckman's name. But then Duckman's family shows up and tells him uh that uh, that he's not memorable. And then, well, big surprise, uh, Duckman is dreaming. Um, he wakes up. Uh, or what did you think of the cold open so far? Uh, yeah, pre- pretty fun uh, little open. Like, there's the gag when the woman's screaming, and she's just like, it kind of reminded me of in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place when Rick Sanchez just starts screaming and doesn't stop, and he's <laughs> right. even, like, looking around. like Because right. she's, like, picking up the phone and calls the police, but all she's doing is screaming on the phone. And, right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. So it was a pretty fun uh, uh, little opener. What would you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, loved it. I mean, um, you know, we already knew what was coming, but I can only imagine back then people might, might have been like, oh, this duck man's a big deal. And then he wakes up and's like, oh, wait a minute. He's a schlub just like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, uh, he wakes up in his dump of a bedroom screaming for a cigarette. He walks in the kitchen where uh, Aunt Bernice uh, is at uh, the sink. You can only see her like from her back. And then also Grandma sits nearby. Um, she says, uh, it, it seems like she's talking to Duckman. She goes, oh, um, she looks, she says Duckman looks down and he can tell her about it if he wants to. So he actually starts to open up to her. And, uh, and then she tells him to quiet down and that she's on the phone. And uh, Aunt Bernice is actually... Uh, Duckman's um, white dead wife's twin sister. Twin sister, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's fun. <laughs> uh, and then uh, she argues about. She gets off the phone and then tells uh, Duckman, you know, or accuses him of smoking again. He says no, uh, and then she accuses him of uh, of like inhaling the ashes out of the ashtray. Yeah, like like licking an ashtray, which right, is what he right. did when he woke up. He like ate like the cigarette butts and ashes. Right, right, and then uh, Bernice. Uh, takes this time to tell Duckman that uh, Grandma is uh, comatose. And then Duckman's son, uh, Ajax, voiced by Dweezil Zappa, walks in the kitchen. Uh, he eats uh, the breakfast left out for him, but then, like, uh, chokes and spits out a clock. I guess they're trying to show that Ajax is a little slow. And then uh, Charles and Mambo, who are these conjoined twins, <laughs> come into the kitchen, and they're arguing about uh, psychology. They say good morning to Grandma, but they completely ignore Duckman. Um, and uh, he says that their mom died, but he still deserves to be heard. Yeah, he's like, he's yelling at everyone. He's like, hey, I deserve a little, uh, it's almost like Rodney Dangerfield, right? He's like, mm-hmm. I need a little respect over here. Like, and, yeah, yeah. And that's when he reveals that their mom died, um, but he still doesn't deserve to be uh, ignored. Um, Duckman then gets in his car and says it would be nice to be, he kind of monologues to himself that it would be nice to be noticed. He goes to the office and is greeted by, uh, Fluffy and Uranus, who are these 
two stuffed bears, and uh, they are basically Duckman and his uh, his partner Cornfed's. Um, it's like their secretaries, and mm-hmm. every time they run into each other within the series, he kills them in different ways over and over. But they uh, keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What What do you think about Fluffy and Uranus? Uh, dude, they're they're great. I like how whenever they start talking, there's like this like children's kind of music uh, box yeah yeah like a music box kind of mm. thing that plays like in the background it's a little low in volume but uh yeah i i, I like them they're 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 really funny and so like annoyingly cheerful uh right. it's you know i'd rather watch them than peewee <laughs> ouch damn uh, i don't know <laughs> if i'd go that far but yeah i think they're um that was a great thing about the 90s is like Everyone wanted to be so edgy, and they're like, "Ah, let's uh, let's make fun of Disney," and that's what I really feel like. Fluffy and Uranus sort of. Yeah, represent. I can see that. Sure. Uh, so yeah, he then meets a uh, cornfed, his detective partner, who's a pig. Uh, Duckman says uh, he's not special, but cornfed says he is, and then Duckman is like, "Oh, name one thing how how I stand out," and he can't think of anything. <laughs> Cornfed says his uh, the the dream is getting to him because uh, Duckman uh, told him about his uh, his dream that we we saw at the beginning of the episode. Uh, the buzzer on Cornfed's desk goes off and it's Fluffy saying they have a package. Duckman says to just go ahead and open it, and then there's ex- an explosion. Then Duckman is excited because someone wants to kill him. Uh, He's excited because this means someone cares enough right to want to kill him right yes um yeah. I, and fluffy had like a really funny line uh at least i thought it was funny when uh fluffy says like oh this package came in but we should probably return it uh because it's covered it's wrapped in like non-biodegradable tape <laughs> and it's just like and duckman sounds so annoyed when he hears that it's like shut up just open it yeah that was awesome uh i feel like that joke uh has uh, still holds up. <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now uh, we're at a prison. Duckman and Cornfed go to interview a uh, prisoner. We see some, uh, I don't know, pretty good satire about white collar criminals and, <laughs> and gang activity. Uh, yeah. They then arrive at the cell of a criminal by the name of Wolfgang Cracker, a criminal that Duckman apparently accidentally caught. And uh, he's obviously a Hannibal Lecter sort of uh, parody yeah. or analog or however you want to call it. And I really like here he calls uh, Duckman Darkwing and Daffy. And I, I think there was mm-hmm. a third one. But just any any reference of Darkwing Duck, I'm 100% behind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically um, this uh, Wolfgang Cracker guy is like uh, – Basically, the representation of, I guess, like a uh, celebrity criminal. He's got like assistants and secretaries, fax machines, all of this within his uh, prison cell. Um, so they, uh, they accuse, Duckman accuses him of sending the, the bombs. Cracker says he didn't do it because he's way too famous. Then he gets a package and then it blows up. Uh, and now we are outside with a duck, Duckman and Cornfed go for a drive. <laughs> they find a random bomb uh, just sitting in the car, and he throws it out, and he says, like, oh, well, at least this time no one got hurt. And the package falls into, like, a truck, and the truck drives into a parking garage and blows it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's just a lot of uh, sort of fun little gags like that. Um, 
Duckman arrives at his home and tries to talk to his kids. They ignore him yet again and leave with uh, Aunt Bernice. Now uh, Duckman and Cornfed are up in the attic and they're looking through old stuff to try to figure out who Duckman, um, you know, who in Duckman's past is trying to kill him. Um, and um, it's pretty funny when uh, Cornfed basically sort of narrates kind of like the internal struggle of uh, what's going on where he's like, by looking into the past, you may figure out who your you know, inner self is. And Duckman is just like, <laughs> eh, whatever. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, look, we'll figure out who it is through these home movies. Cornfed says he needs to leave, but in the next scene, he's like tied up like Alex from A Clockwork Orange with the things in his eyes. So he's forced to watch these yeah, home yeah. movies. Um, any any <laughs> comments on the stuff that we've seen so far? Oh no, the uh, I mean the home movies. Obviously, it was just an excuse for them to do like these like parodies of oh, yeah. famous cartoons. <laughs> uh, like they do the uh, old Hanna Barbera Yogi Bear cartoon, mm-hmm. Steamboat um, Willie. Yep, yep, Steamboat Willie, the black and white Mickey Mouse one. Um, the Simpsons, of course. Uh, there was another one, Popeye. Right? Popeye, yeah. And Popeye. Yeah, Simpsons yeah, yeah, was yeah. the last one, and then basically. By watching all that, uh, Duckman says he just really misses his wife, and it's actually their uh, their anniversary. Then another package just comes out of nowhere, but there's no bomb this time. This time there's a note. And uh, so then he and Cornfed chase after the bad guy. They chase him all the way to a graveyard, and he's wearing a shirt that says Mad Bomber. <laughs> and so the Mad Bomber <laughs> is in there, and uh, he's... Uh, Duckman's like, what are you going to do? Blow me up? And he's like, no, I'm going to cut you up with this chainsaw. And then he ends up dropping it. Uh, Duckman gets it and gets the uh, upper hand. Uh, like, what do you uh, what do you think of this mad bomber? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, pretty funny character. Um, I And yeah, I completely forgot all about like this mad uh bomber guy and basically like you know we end up finding out that like it's not really duck man who he's after he like confused him with somebody else a because different duck detective it's like how many could right. there be <laughs> and he says something like there's a million of you guys there's like a million of you guys and you don't really stand out yeah you all look so. alike yeah so i mean it just does an awesome job of just reinforcing the theme of the entire episode uh yeah just exactly, like exactly really great writing overall like interspersed with uh great little jokes and gags mm-hmm. and uh so he says but yeah before he reveals himself um that you know, before it's revealed that Duckman's not the right guy the mad bomber says that he's a nobody ever since Duckman took pictures of him having an affair then his wife left him oh yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah and now he's a nobody so basically he's a mirror of what Duckman thinks that he is um, but but it's funny, but but the Mad Bomber's like mad at you know Duckman or you know whichever duck detective mm-hmm. that uh, got paid for it. But he's like, and I know my wife is the one that paid you to uh, take these pictures of me. But uh, he's basically saying, yeah, I know I was cheating on her, <laughs> and you know you're doing a job, but uh, I'm still mad at you. <laughs> right, right. You got to take your uh, anger out on someone, I guess. So yeah, uh, yeah basically, um, he lets the Mad Bomber. He's like, oh. I'm too depressed to do anything about it. That's what Duckman says. He says, can I trust you to turn yourself in? <laughs> and the guy yeah, says, yeah, he's yes. like too sad. And so they sort of walk walk along. And Duckman says he lost his identity when he lost his wife. And Cornfed says he still has his kids. And uh, But Duckman 
closes out the scene by saying he doesn't feel like he's a very good father. So uh, Duckman then uh, walks home. And, uh, I, and I would like to say the, the, the pig, uh, Cornfed, mm-hmm. does say something nice to him. Like he finally, which again, this is really good writing. It, it comes back around to like earlier when Cornfed couldn't think of anything uh, that Duckman stood, stood out for. He says, well, you know, nobody could have made the family that you have except for you, which sounds like an insult at first. Right. Uh, but, then, you know, Cornfed, you know, even like points out, and I mean that sincerely, not as a joke. So, you know. Uh, so it's nice. Like it, it's it's all like it's just really well written. Like it wraps back in on mm-hmm. itself and addresses stuff. From, yeah, uh, Cornfed's great. Acts. He's like uh, the sort of uh, Flanders <laughs> to uh, Duckman's Homer Simpson, I guess, but less yeah, annoying, I, I would say, more logic based. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so then Duckman walks home, and uh, he he like approaches the house and sort of looks in, and then he just sort of goes back out. And I guess waits by the sidewalk for, I don't know, maybe he's just having a quiet moment alone. Ajax comes out. He wishes him a happy anniversary. And he says he and the twins think you're doing a great job, you know, despite losing uh, their mom and everything. And he gives him a sandwich. And uh, so in the end, uh, Duckman got the acknowledgement that he wanted. And uh, the end. Um, uh, anything else to say about that ending there? No, I think you uh, summed it up pretty well. Was was that the sandwich that Ajax was carrying earlier? I think it was. Yeah, because he he mentioned right. earlier that he was really into the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Have you ever made a sandwich so perfect that you don't want to eat it, or right, something like yeah, that?" Something like that. Yeah. Um, so uh, well, we got through that pretty quick. Uh, shall we um, uh, render the verdict? Yeah, let's uh, let's do it. <laughs> question all right uh yahel mallard velasquez i'm uh do you think that uh duck man you, you didn't know that was your middle name did you uh do you, no no <laughs> do you think duck man should be tossed into the black hole of obscurity never to be heard from again or should he be uh, remembered for all of human history um, I'm going to go with Remembered. Uh, really liked the show as uh, like I said, I was a teenager. I uh, liked it even more now that I get all of the jokes uh, and this crippling depression that Duckman has. I understand uh, where his <laughs> sadness comes from. <laughs> oh, man. Um, by the way, I, I was reading that um, when the show was canceled, uh, one of the creators of it, Peck, uh, he said that, you know, he was basically talking about why it got canceled. He's like, well, our time slot got moved around a few times, and once we got one, our lead-in was wrestling. <laughs> and so he's upset that, like, you know, they didn't have a quote-unquote good lead-in, which that doesn't make any sense to me because this is when wrestling was, like, really hot. Uh, but he said that, you know, because it would basically – he was saying, like, it would go over the time mm-hmm. a lot back mm-hmm. then during the Attitude Era of WWE. And uh, so their show didn't always start at the same time. So sometimes people just they go to watch Duckman and oh, it's not on. Wrestling's on, you know. Right. And, well, when I was reading uh, from uh, about what was his name again, like Markowitz, the uh, the staff writer, like they were talking about his uh, like the ending to the series, which he says it ends on a cliffhanger, and then uh, Bernice actually comes back from the dead, but then it right. ends with a to be continued. Uh, and uh, he said that 
you know, there's no real explanation. He hopes that, you know, one day when, you know, it gets remade or rebooted or whatever, someone will come up with an explanation. But then he tweeted something about loving the X-Files and that it may have something to do with aliens <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I saw so. that that's one of the fan theories that Bernice is an alien imposter. <laughs> I guess another theory is that the whole episode's a dream because there's a bunch of like other inconsistencies throughout the episode, hmm. the final episode. And also that I guess like the episode before it is the Star Trek episode. And in that episode, I guess like that whole episode is a dream Leonard Nimoy is having or something. <laughs> so they're thinking. So the other theory is that this dream is just this is just still Leonard Nimoy dreaming or something. Right. But uh, anyway, Steve, you have not rendered your verdict, although I assume. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It, this was uh, this definitely holds up. I mean, I really think we need a Duckman now uh, more than ever. I can't believe they haven't uh, dug it up and, uh, you know, ruined it. <laughs> um, or Steve, there's literally a Den of Geek article called Duckman. We need him now more than ever. Ah, wow. There you go. They ripped me off <laughs> somehow. <laughs> uh, In 2019, they ripped you off. Yeah, no, I think I actually saw that article and it sort of got tattooed into my brain. Uh, but yeah, I'm surprised they haven't brought him back yet. Um and uh yeah i mean it's a fantastic show much like you said i'm glad i'm able to get uh, a lot more of the jokes now and i man i want to watch like all those other seasons that i missed like <laughs> yeah um but uh you know and, and i'm sure jason alexander you know i could see him coming back to do it uh, i could see this popping up on a streaming service or something yeah like what else i'm surprised yeah netflix well they used to bring back good stuff now now who knows what they do um but uh but yeah this was fantastic and uh let me see where the all right here we go it's going to be remembered in accordance to obscure to now the most important streaming youtube podcast in all of the internet you shall be remembered yes good show good good show Right, good, good stuff. That that duck man. Um, but uh, yeah, before anything else to mention about duck man before we uh, before we call it. Uh, no, no. Uh, I would. Oh, we should mention that duck man is the first episode at least, and I think I saw a few other ones too. Is available on YouTube, um, so you can search it out in case you want to watch it for yourself. It's a brisk. 22 minutes or so i believe right yeah I, I think i saw almost all four seasons up there yeah we probably should have mentioned that before we uh you know spoiled the whole first episode <laughs> uh, but yeah another thing that uh, i also forgot to mention at the top of the show is uh my comic book uh, escape to earth uh is now available to purchase on a uh store big cartel store i got the uh the uh what's it called address up here somewhere <laughs> all right it's oh, rep really prepared Steve. yeah yeah reptilian media.bigcartel.com and you can get uh both covers there i still haven't really figured out how to where to sell the um digital comic on but uh i'm working on that and also i even set it up uh to where if you wanted to make if you're not into comics because i mean it would definitely help out this show if you purchased some and myself of course but if you don't want comics you can also make a donation 
uh, using PayPal. And that both links are going to be made uh, available in the show notes. So check it out. Nice. And uh, yeah, I got my copy uh, this week. Uh, I still haven't read it because mm-hmm. uh, I'm an idiot, and I apologize, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, but, uh, some, but the re- I have a good reason. Some douchebag threw a podcast at you at the last minute. My plan was legitimately to read it tonight, <laughs> uh, but now that you've taken up this time, I have to go to the gym after this and then get ready for uh, to go to Lakeland. So, uh, but I, at worst, I'll read it tomorrow. But I did thumb through it, and it looks, and I'm. You know, I, I guess I might be a little biased, but it really does look like I told you uh, when I texted you, like really professional, looks really well made. Uh, the paper quality is great as well. I don't know if there's some paper <laughs> files out there that really you care know, about that. I've discovered that there are more paper files out there than you might know. I mean, I'm definitely not one of them. I'm happy with newsprint, but hey, uh, you know. Hey, whatever you want to masturbate with. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> look, I'm no Paul Rubens over here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, the, the book looks really, really great. Thanks, man. Uh, and, uh, and I did enjoy when I read the, uh, I don't know if you called it a zero or an ash can, but the little kind of like preview for it was really, uh, well done. I'm glad I didn't have to lie to you uh, about it being good. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, uh, I guess we will see everybody uh, next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media. Don't forget to subscribe and share and like comment. But what do you think about Duckman? We want to know. Like if we enough of us keep talking about Duckman, maybe they will bring it back. Who knows? Uh, but uh, yeah. until then, we will see you uh, next Sunday where we will continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you then. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.